Hey, welcome back to Tunes Tunes Podcast. I'm your host, Harold. As always, you can follow us on social media. That's Tunes Tunes Podcast, T-U-N-E-S slash T-O-O-N-S. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you find your podcasts. Hey, guys, we got Zach Faladon in the house. What's up, man? Hey, man, how are you? Good. I uh, Man, I, I reached out to you because I wanted to have you on. Um, I love having musicians on for sure, first and foremost, like... You know, it's like the one of the basis of the shows. We talk about cartoons, we talk about music, mm. and uh, I don't think I ever told. I may have told you how I found you, but it was like, uh, you know, Chase Kirby. Yeah, he's been on the show before, and um, he did. He had you on arts, art moves. Yeah, that's right. And so I don't know if I told you this part, but I was like, when I first tuned in, like, because I always try to catch at the beginning and be like, oh, who's who's on this week? Like, do I know them? Whatever. And I was like, man, is that an Imarosa song? And then so I was like, this is dope. And it then was. the next song was an original. I was just like, man, this guy's pretty cool. Like, and so I was like, that's how I found you was from from Chase having you on that. And I was like, this guy's pretty tight. I'm so glad you caught that Emerosa yeah, yeah. song, dude. That's <laughs> rad. Yeah, <it's laughs> sick. Uh, but yeah, man, um, we were talking about you're not nor uh, you're not uh, from Oklahoma, man. No, uh, talk about where you grew up and who you are and all that stuff, man. Yeah, so, so we can get to know you a little bit. Totally. So um, I'm from. Kind of the Los Angeles area. It's the easiest way to describe it. I tell people I'm from L.A. Um, realistically, I'm from Orange County, California. And then also, I'm going to move my phone because I'll make it buzz. But um, I'm from Orange County, so like Anaheim, Disneyland area. And then I'm also from Ventura County. Uh, so like Santa Barbara area. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Ventura city. Um, I lived in, for the last 10 years before I moved to Oklahoma City, I lived in a, a city, a town called Camarillo. And I also spent a little bit of time in northern Nevada. So I, I moved around a lot when I was a kid, like real young kid. But all west coast sounds like. Yeah, for the most part. And then just a little inland to be in, in Reno for a while, right, which yeah, is yeah. like hell on earth. So <laughs> there's actually, there's a joke about Reno, that it's so close to hell you can see Sparks, which is a city right next to it. Oh, that's yeah. funny. That's <laughs> so, good. Um, yeah, it was something, man. That was That's like a pockmark on my childhood. <laughs> um, but yeah, I grew up uh, primarily in Orange County, uh, up to Reno, and then to Ventura County. And when I moved to Ventura County, I was around 14, 15 years old. And so I started picking up music. Well, I had already, I'd been playing guitar for a while. But circumstantially, like I couldn't, I was moving around so much and kind of had tumultuous things going on in my life such that I didn't really have the ability to invest in it, like any creative or emotional energy. So um, I moved in with my aunt and uncle in Camarillo and they just were like, go for it. Like do, go join bands, like do all this stuff. And I was like, what? That's like a thing you can do? That's it. <laughs> That's the coolest thing ever. So I dove into it. I made some really good friends. I started performing like a lot. And then I started recording, and and uh, all of it kind of like it just snowballed. I got, I had a lot of really cool experiences because I, I was kind of late blooming with music. I I was a fair guitarist. I had a lot of time as a kid to sit down with it, but I don't know music theory or anything like that. I do to some extent, but not enough to be like conversational in right. a language. Not like classically trained or anything, yeah, right? Yeah, a little bit when I got to college, I did some classical guitar, oh, um, cool. but by then it was like, I had already spent, you know, the better part of eight years learning just how to play by feeling. Right, yeah, yeah. And so I was playing punk music and I was in a metal band and we did a little bit of touring. And then uh, actually, funny that you mentioned Emerosa, 
because uh, when I got really serious about music and when I was starting to like play big shows and stuff, I reached out to Bradley from Emerosa and was like, hey, I, I need some vocal lessons. Will you teach me? I saw him play with Memphis Mayfire um, like maybe a week before. He took me as a student. Uh, we That's ended up, awesome. Yeah, it was cool. Whoa. We ended up making a record together. Um, but he hired me to write the instruments for somebody who was producing for. And that was a cool experience. So that was like my first studio work. And that was a, that yeah, was a couple legit. years ago. Yeah, <laughs> it was a good time. Um, and so, yeah, I, I play that song as kind of like an homage to like this transitional phase in my, my music career, as it were. Yeah, that's very cool, man. Yeah, but I moved to Oklahoma City for uh, like professional career reasons. Not to say that music isn't professional. I just never have made a living off of it. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, uh, um, but I've been, uh, I've been in the... I, I majored in English when I went to college, and so I, I wound up with a career in publishing, and that has treated me very nicely. And I work I work for a company called Sage, and they moved me out here to be a representative in the field for their books. Oh, right on. So, yeah, it's been beautiful, man, because I go to Arkansas. Well, before the apocalypse, I went to Arkansas <laughs> <laughs> and Kansas and was driving through, like, all the lush, you know, hills of Arkansas and experiencing all of what rural Oklahoma has to offer the world, right, yeah, yeah. going to Ada and Lawton and places like that. And so, uh, yeah, coming to Oklahoma City, um, interestingly, it was completely circumstantial that they wanted me to come to Oklahoma City. But at the time when I started having the conversation with the company, I was dating a woman from Oklahoma City. So I had been here before. Wow, that's yeah. wild. And I thought it was the coolest place. And I heard about this little arts district or I knew, I knew about this little arts district because I'd been there, and I was like the the Paseo. I remember that place. There was this cool, like knickknack shop, and there was vegan donuts, and there and there yeah, was good yeah, coffee. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, now one day a week tomorrow, I, I actually uh, am a barista at Holy Rollers. Oh, so, <laughs> that's legit. Yeah. So it's been a weird weird year. The way, yeah. Say life's a trip, man. Yeah, as they say. <laughs> That is so cool, man. It's cool to hear like the connection and you end up being here. Yeah, it's cool. So I thought if I'm moving to Oklahoma City and, and that woman and I broke up, we were going to move here together, but we didn't, and that's fine. Um, but I I was like, I, if I'm going, I'm going to the Paseo. So I, I ended up coming, and here I am. <laughs> yeah, man, that's great. Yeah. It's the crazy like ins and outs of like how we end up where we are. Like I love hearing that stuff. Yeah, I don't believe in coincidences either. So it, all of the weird little things that like fire off and put you in one direction and then a door closes but then something crazy and and completely serendipitous it would seem opens up in another hallway it's just great it's just chaos yeah we're just atoms <laughs> colliding in space that's right just exi <laughs> existing co confidently in entropy <laughs> that's yeah. right that's very cool man yeah i love uh it, I love when I hear someone's music, like the, your original stuff and even the cover and everything, like your personality shines through. And it was like, before we even really, like, I even really talked to you all that much. I was like, man, I wonder if he like was an emo kid. <laughs> and I was like, and then I heard, I think you actually had Chase on your show. I did. Yeah. Which we can talk about here in a yeah. second. But um, he was like, uh, you guys just talked about being emo kids. And I was just like, oh man, I knew it. Like I can spot them out. I have a radar for it. <laughs> we have an After odor. After my own heart. Yeah. <laughs> Cause that's, I mean, that's me. We did a, we did a series in March. Uh, that was March sadness. 
Oh That's no! We did, way. we did a March Madness bracket. Yeah, dude, you had those. Shane Told on the podcast, yeah. didn't you? That's Silverstein. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, and I love his podcast too. Yeah, lead singer syndrome. Yeah, so good. Yeah, he has some incredible guests. Oh, the best. But uh, yeah, he's a real nice guy, man. I've had him on a couple times. Has he been like here in studio? Or? No, he lives oh. in uh, Toronto, I believe. Yeah, and so he'll just you know we'll. He'll record on his end. I'll record on my end. Oh, cool. He'll send me the audio. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. yeah. So shout out to Shane. Yeah, that's Shane Silverstein, uh, Arrivals and Departures. Hey, man, give me your ring. Albums. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to pick your brain. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, talk about that. What's, like, the influence? How did that kind of come to be, like, that whole emo and, yeah. and that whole thing? You well, talked about metal a little bit. Yeah, I was in a – so even before I joined this metal band, um, I guess it was probably around – the time I moved to uh, Camarillo, which is in Ventura County, um, my life had been up to that point like completely out of my hands, like very much chaos, like in 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 a way that I couldn't navigate it confidently at all. I was a child, and so um, it turned out this music was just speaking in my soul. When I was in elementary school, I found Green Day. And Green Day evolved into listening to bands like Taking Back Sunday. And then ultimately, it was Bayside that caught oh, my heart. Oh, man. Yeah. I, in fact, I have their logo tattooed on my shoulder. Oh, shit. Yeah, I'm a big Bayside fan. That's awesome. I'm subscribed to Anthony Ranieri's Patreon and everything. Like, Very cool. Yeah, I love them to death. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so I, I got into Bayside, and that was it. That was all she wrote. Like, that, like, it was a, actually my then-girlfriend put me onto them and I heard the song Six Six Sick in like two thousand eleven or twelve and I remember just being like that's that's the song. That <laughs> that's my shit. <laughs> that's it. That is my shit. That's <laughs> it's it's game over. And so uh I just fell into the hole of like uh and then it turned into like a lot of math rock stuff. I was listening to Coheed a lot, um, Circa Survive, uh one of my best friends uh from like first grade that somehow we've miraculously stayed in touch and are still tight. He was playing in a band called Welcome to Limerick, and they were uh, playing with bands like Hail the Sun before they were anything. And so it was just That's all this awesome. network of crazy people like making this awesome like emo and then post-hardcore music. And that was starting to influence the way I was writing because I was just writing like, like you know, power chord, punk rock. And then uh, around about January 2014, I got a call from a guy who was kind of like reframing this band that he had and it was called an ocean wide. And he wanted, he said, I want you to come try out. And I was like, okay, like, sure. Like, like what do you want? He's <laughs> like, we're really looking for a basis basis. So I was like, that's convenient. I just got a bass amp. I don't believe in coincidences. And, uh, that evolved into a, the next day he called me, he's like, look, like, I, I don't need you to, to try out. Just just come show up. We're, we're, let's do this band thing. And I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> so I, I ended up showing up, and then we he was screaming, and uh, he had formerly played guitar, and he just wanted a front man. And the start, like, we got together in Jan, and it was like, this sounds fucking awesome. And then uh, they were like, we got to figure out a clean singer. And I was like, well, I've been taking lessons with this singer, Um why don't you let me give it a crack? And so we did, and I just became the clean singer for the band. So um, that's where, like, I started taking music, like, super seriously. Like, I had been playing shows a ton and, like, recording and writing, but, like, all of a sudden it became, like, this. there was this business element to it. Yeah. and That's, that's awesome, man. Yeah, we ran a, a tight ship, and it was cool. That's legit. Yeah, that's, you know? that is insane that you 
those two influences, Coheed and Circa, mm-hmm. both those singers are kind of along the ilk of what I feel like your voice and like oh range. My. That's that's an honor, first of all. <laughs> I mean, when I heard that, I was like, oh shit, this guy's voice is unique as hell. I actually just showed uh, one of my coworkers because he was like, oh, who are you recording with? Because I was just telling him that I was recording. Bless your soul. And he was like, uh, I was like, oh, here, let me show you the song. And I showed him. Um, Take note, shark eyes. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and he was like, "That's a guy." <laughs> <laughs> I get that that's a how lot. How unique dude. your voice, and I was just like, along that ilk of uh, of Claudio Sanchez. Yeah. Or, um, what's his name from uh, Anthony, uh, Anthony Green, Green from Circa? Yeah. Slash Theosin. Oh, dude. But yeah. I'm like, that's so funny. You say those two specifically because I'm like, man, like that's the kind of like tone that i get from your from your, i appreciate uh, that yeah. i think i i think i'm like one those guys are like tenor singers and i'm like one notch below them at so, there's stuff they can do that i can do but i right because i remember when i first heard welcome home by coheed i was like playing it and singing it all the time and i think it like expanded me a little bit um but and then pierce the veil i was, I was like a a, okay. a very closet <laughs> 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 like my guilty pleasure I was like, I like this shit. Are you? It, uh, I don't want to mean to cut no. you off there, but do you? Is it Chiodos at all? Like, do you <sighs> listen to them at all? Let me tell you something. Okay, because I was like, that's in that ilk too of like yeah. the range that I'm thinking of for you. So I might. This might be unpopular opinion, but that album they did with Brandon Illuminatio is their best fucking record. Um, and they had that song Caves, I think it is. Yeah. And uh, it's like that one, and that was the first song I like got super into, and then I started listening to, like Bone Palace Ballet. That was like the sh- that was my entry point for yeah for, for them. And then I saw them in 2013 at Warp Tour. Oh shit! And uh, Craig Owens was screaming so loud he was hitting whistle tones. My God! And he they had Thomas Arak from the Fall of Troy oh, playing on shit. guitar for them at the time. That's insane! Yeah, he had become a full time member of Chiodos at the time, and then they reverted back to their original lineup. But they did that album. I think it's Devil with Thomas. I'm That's if I'm not very mistaken. Cool. Which you talk about speaking of math. <laughs> That oh, shit is just insane. Some of the shit he plays and sings, I'm like, how do you have two fucking brains? He, yeah. I'm he, like, how are you playing that and singing on that? Dude, that guy is is insane. And 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 probably actually insane in person. <laughs> <laughs> like you don't you don't get that good without being some kind of fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of those guys are like that too, man. And I was super bummed about that Coheed show getting canceled here. Yeah. Especially because the opener was a band called Chon. I love Chon. And those guys fuck. I was just listening to Nehu yesterday so with good. that song with Masego. Oh, yeah. 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 I just, was the Bubble Dream, I think, was the first one I heard by them. <gasps> That's on, yeah. Such and a I'm good like, album. how are these guys this good? This is insane. Have you seen them live? No, well, oh. they were opening for Coheed, so I was going to, but Dude, then it got canceled. That's funny. Okay, so actually, one of the greatest days of my life was this festival called Chain Fest in Anaheim. And it was celebrating, you may have heard of the venue, it's Chain Reaction. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And it was celebrating like the 25th anniversary of it. And so they did um, this big festival at the outdoor area of this venue called the Observatory. And, dude, the lineup was like Wolf and Bear, Title Fight played. Tight, I saw Title Fight at South by Southwest for That's free. That's awesome. Oh, right, no going. shit. We'll talk, about that. <laughs> yeah. we'll talk about that in a minute. I want to hear about that. Title <laughs> Fight played. Uh, Chon, Anthony Green's solo set. Um, 
Circa, Coheed, Portugal the Man. Fuck. Portu- that was the first. That was good, Portugal the Man. Yeah. Not, it's that, not that their new stuff isn't still good. Still good, Portugal but, the Man. But that old shit was like. Dude, I have a crazy story about Portugal the Man. Maybe I'll tell you a little bit later. We got a while, we got a lot of threads to follow. <laughs> There's so many threads. Uh, I'm I love that we're unlocking like this mutual like music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I had never really listened. I was aware of Portugal the Man, but that was the day I was sitting down, kind of taking a break, waiting for. Oh, Under Oath! Holy shit! It was like their first set back. That's insane. Yeah, it was. In fact, I'm pretty sure it was their first show. Back. Wow, yeah. that's awesome, man. And Aaron, Mar- or Aaron uh, Gillespie is the man. I almost said Aaron Marsh, like I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah, <laughs> another good band. Um, and uh, he's a great producer too. He's made all of the This Wildlife albums, I think. Yeah, and he produced on Felt, which was a um, Anchor and Braille. I was a big mm. Anne Berlin fan. Yeah. And so Stephen Christian did a solo album. Do you like well, Acceptance? Yeah, dude. Yeah. The guitarist from Acceptance yeah. was in Anne Berlin. Yeah. Like, there's all the, I'm telling you, all these strings. We got, we I don't had, even remember what we were originally talking about now. Music? We got, we got to get back to it. <laughs> Something. No, I'm just kidding. But yeah, Acceptance, those guys are pretty tight. Yeah. It's, uh, it's Aaron Marsh produced Felt by, yeah. It's yeah. A, Anchor and Braille was Stephen Christian's first solo album outside of Anne Berlin. Yeah. That was like the moniker he went under. And that album is just like chill as fuck. I remember seeing it's that so album. I didn't really listen to it. Yeah, but it's pretty tight if you have a chance to check it out. Amberlynn was like my middle school like love. I mean, yeah, Amberlynn and like Flyleaf. Oh, and then August Burns Red. Yep. Yeah. The, the, the gods Speech among impediment. Men. That was my <laughs> shit by them. Oh, August Burns Red? Yeah. I it was forget for, what album that's on. For me, it was uh, I, her first heard Composure. Oh and yeah. I was oh Composure's or or thirty too. and seven yeah. and either either way one of those two songs I was just like that's it this yeah is, this guy's the best drummer on the planet uh, dude <laughs> yeah, Matt Griner is yeah. a beast yeah I felt weird because they're super Christian band yeah yeah and yeah. I met them at Warp Tour one year and I remember I shook his hand I was like dude you're God oh. <laughs> and I like it, as it came out of my mouth I was like oh I, I'm telling my idol who's gonna think less of me now because <laughs> yeah. I'm like he's like he's like. Doing his uh, come to Jesus yeah. talk after He's, that. Thou shalt take no idols before Actually, me. Actually, uh, <laughs> can I talk to you about uh, Jesus Christ? Yeah. <laughs> he like uses his door. Pulls to get me in. aside, <laughs> dude. You can lay hands on me if you're praying for me. Pray I have half your talent. <laughs> you like Homer Simpson into the bushes? He's talking about yeah. His church pitch. <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but I was gonna tell you title fight. I had gone. My buddies wanted to go to South by Southwest. We didn't have tickets. We were in high school. We didn't have any fucking money. We couldn't. We didn't. We wanted to get passes, and we we're like, "Fuck, we can't afford that." But what we heard from one of our friends was like, "Dude, there's a shitload of free shows. Whoa! If you just go and just yeah. show up, there's people just playing everywhere." And so we were like, "What? Bet?" So then we started researching, and we found this like venue that was outside. It was a free show, and it was the most random con- collection of bands. Title Fight was there. Oh shit! That's right. Okay, it was Title Fight. They played. Um, Symbols Eat Guitars is a band that was there. I'd never heard of them, but they were crazy. Yeah. And then, um, fuck. Who am I thinking of? They do such small hands. It's at the tip of my tongue. Anyway, they were there, but we were going to see a band called The Cab at the time that Mm -hmm. I was super into. Yeah. Uh, But then when we found out, we found out when we got there that the headliner of that tent or whatever, that free show was some 41. No way. So we got in there and it was, it was yeah, I know it was crazy. So we got in there and um, I think I've told this story on the podcast before, but fuck it, do it again. So I was in there and uh, it was awesome. We like watched all the shows, like all, all the people playing, and um, 
but after the cat played, we wanted to go meet those guys. So we yeah. went and met them, got autographs and stuff. And uh, so we, we went back in to go catch some 41. And they were like, oh, well, there's actually a capacity. We're at capacity now, so you guys can't get in. <sighs> and I was like, five. We were just gutted because we we're like, damn yeah. it. Like, we can't see some 41 now. For free. <laughs> and so, yeah. So we were like, all right. Like, whatever. So we went around, like, around to the corner. Like, it's technically, like, it's behind the venue. It was like a, a stage, mm-hmm. portable stage or whatever. But as we were around this corner, there's, like, this fence, like, a, one of those, like, iron fences. Yeah. And my buddy recognized the drummer from some 41. He was, like, back there. They were back there hanging out. That was, like, the backstage area. He's, like, hey, Steve-O was his name. Yeah. And uh, he came over. He was just pissed drunk. <laughs> and he was, like, hey, what's going on? And he was, like, man, we love you guys. Like, we couldn't get into the venue because it's at capacity. He's, like, well, we fucking want you guys in here. <laughs> So they had them, like, open this gate and, like, bring us backstage. No way. And we, like, watched, like, backstage. And my friend had this shitty phone. It was, like, a view. I can't remember the yeah. brand. <laughs> but just dog shit quality video. But he took a video, like, of us backstage with some 41. Like, they would play and, like, Dude, that they were is playing. The they came thing. over and, like, pointed at us. And they were, like, it was so fucking cool. Because they like, knew we were fans because we knew who they were. Yeah. And it was like one of the coolest things that's ever happened. Yeah, if you know like, who the drummer of Sum Forty One is, you <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, which he happened to know what that guy looked like. That's fucking awesome. And I was like, holy shit, this is incredible. Like, Dude. we didn't think we were going to see him, and then we ended up backstage. I was like, this is awesome. Life works in weird ways like that sometimes. Yeah, it worked out, man. It yeah, was, it was sick. I don't believe in coincidences, like I said. <laughs> <laughs> well, one thing I was going to ask you about, I saw that, um, I saw that you're watching, you're currently watching uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender. Oh, dude. So that's something I've been, that's some one show I've been wanting to get into because I've kind of watched it here and there when I was growing up. Yeah. But I want to do an episode on it, but I don't want to do it until I watch all of it. Yeah. But what kind of made you uh, want to watch that now? So, well, I mean, there's a ton of hype going on around it right now. Oh, it's on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. it's on Netflix now. They were planning on doing a, a live action, like, show, series, um, and the creators have actually, it was like this week. They, oh, they, they backed they out. They backed out yeah. of it because the creative vision wasn't lining up. And that's fine. They're still going to do it. For sure. But it's probably going to be go- like dog shit, like the movie that they made. Yeah. I don't, it, the M. Night Shyamalan made, yeah. made a, a movie and like big, just. Big yikes energy on that. Extremely big yikes energy. <laughs> but um, when I was a kid, um, like s- between the fifth and the seventh grade, I would come home and. Three shows would be on that I really, really love. Drake and Josh. uh, Yes, sir. Naturally, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Avatar The Last Airbender and Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, and that was mostly because Zack. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, but Nickelodeon had, like, the friggin' monopoly on all the good shows at that time. And so it was Drake and Josh and Avatar The Last Airbender, and I remember being obsessed with... uh, just some of the, the, the really it was like the combat uh, that was going on in oh, Avatar: yeah. The Last Airbender Animation's at the time. Pretty cool. Yeah, it was. It was. They did a really solid job, and I thought for for a kid show, this goes pretty hard. Like as far as some of the, it, it reminded me of being real young and watching Dragon Ball Z. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But with a little bit more refined. And then I remember there was this commercial they had where they were talking about um, how they would actually film people going in and doing different, like, styles of martial arts and dance, too. They were incorporating, like, capoeira and oh, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and putting that into the bending and really being mindful about how um, each different type of... Are, are you familiar with, like, the concept? Yeah, of, yeah. it's, like, the different so, elements. Yeah, and so all the people that have different elements 
you can even see it in the show if you're at all familiar with martial arts. Like, um, earthbending is like very like it's driven by like the horse stance and and rigidity and and connection with the earth and drawing energy up. And uh, now this show is really applicable in my life to dig into a little bit more in an adult level because there's a lot of Eastern philosophy in it. It's really amazing. Uncle Iroh, the character, is just this amazing human that you almost imagine has achieved enlightenment that you want to emulate. <laughs> He's like the voice of reason. Yeah. And uh, and then there's th- literally everything that you can... Sometimes it's a little cheese ball, but there's a lot of like... I don't know where I'm at in my life right now. I just finished it this last week um, for the first time as an adult. I think I watched it a few years ago on Crunchyroll or something. Oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah. but... There was there is there's something really special about that show, that will always have a special place in my heart. I want tattoos. That's <laughs> I love Avatar. That's awesome, man. Yeah, yeah I, uh, it's always one of those things of like because I started out when I started doing the show, it was like oh like oh I want to talk about only anime, and then yeah, kind of got it bigger and bigger because it was like it, I realized I was like kind of shutting out people I wanted to talk to about regular car- like regular right. cartoons, American cartoons, not anime. And so that's always one that comes up where people are like just shocked. They're like, how do you host a cartoon podcast and you haven't even seen this? And I'm like, dude, I just, I saw it here and there, but I never finished it. I think it really just got its renaissance right now. Oh like, yeah. I mean, it's, it's huge right now. And they're putting, I think they put Legend of Korra. Korra's on. on today. Yeah. Oh shit. No. Uh, is today the 15th? Uh, no, it's the 14th. It went on last night yeah. at midnight. Dang. So, yeah, it's on there now. So you're to be peeping that. Yeah, I'm going to watch it again. I've seen that whole show. In fact, I watched that one live as it came out, and there were a lot of elements I really liked um, about it. No pun intended, elements. <laughs> but there, Well done. There were a lot of things that I also really didn't like, but I think that was kind of me being a teenage boy right. at the time. Yeah, that like cool to like think it's dumb for whatever reason. Yeah, and, and so now... I, I need to go back and I'm gonna watch it again with a with an open mind and heart. So <laughs> yeah. Very but what cool. about you though? Like what what's the anime that like that does it for you? My favorite anime I love to tell people about is called Outlaw Star. Interesting. I've never heard of it. Yeah, it's kind of like if you've probably heard of like Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. So Cowboy Bebop's like space space western. Mm-hmm. Outlaw Star is kind of along that lines. It's like they're more like um bounty hunter type people okay. I mean, they're bounty hunters in, Ca- in cowboy bebop but it's it's not as like stylistically like fluid like uh re- reliant on like um the characters like how cowboy bebop is with like the the themes of like um you know he had the past of being in like the syndicate and like he's redeeming himself now they all kind of have like checkered past and stuff like that it's just kind of this show is more like kind of odd oddballs kind of mm-hmm. put together, and then they end up embracing it and like being like, oh, okay, we're we can actually work together even though we're so different, right? And so they're just kind of adventuring out throughout the universe. And this in the, in the show, there's like these special ships called grapplers. That sounds and they have awesome. like it's a spaceship, but they have these like crazy arms, and they like are like punching other ships. It's fucking. Bananas. It almost gives me Gundam vibes. Kinda, yeah. Yeah. And so it's it's uh it's just a super interesting concept, and I love the art style and like the characters. Um, they've had, I mean, it's I, when there's a, sh- a show that has like episodes, it's like an animated show that can like literally make me mm-hmm. tear up. I'm like, that's good shit. <laughs> I like that, and it's not too long. Like yeah. anime is notoriously too long, but this is only like 26 episodes. Oh, that's all. So it's that's like 
That's how I felt watching Death Note. Like that, Man, that one was some like, of these fucking shows. I'm so like, long. God. It's one of my favorites, but I was like, dude, dude. <laughs> you could have told this in like half the yeah. episodes. It's that's a that's another fault of like, it's like the the Miyazaki look at anime is like he has disdain for it uh, like because yeah. it stopped <laughs> it stopped emulating life. Yeah, like it stopped being realistic. Like, I and I I almost resonate with that in a way because he. Like like a lot of anime you watch now, like Death Note, for example, and like there's like ten seconds of a frame where the, like you just have like that shocked face on a guy with like the three lines like indicating stress. You're like, he's just like, ah. Yeah, but it's like that's never yeah. how that's not how people are. Yeah, that's like the thing. People kind of dunk on Miyazaki for being like kind of plain or like boring animation, but if you look at like the food. In that in oh, Miyazaki dude. movies, I'm like that food looks. That's bomb. appetizing. I would eat that. Yeah. And then, but then, some of it. I mean, for as much as he talks about like emulating life, my the same uh, woman that got me into Bayside got me into uh, Howl's Moving Castle. Oh, right on. And dude, like, the the old people, it, like every yeah. every little like, oh god, like it, it could be hyper realistically gross. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's like <laughs> not plain at all. It's yeah. There's another guy named satoshi Kone that's like mm. that he'll it's not like an anime it's not an average anime where like every character is beautiful mm-hmm. and in fact a lot of the regular people quote unquote in the in his stuff is they're like grotesque even. oh interesting but it makes the people that are like the focal point that are like supposed to be like a pop star or something it makes them stand out because they are beautiful yeah and so oh, that's it's cool. just interesting. I don't know if you ever heard of him, but uh-uh. we talk about him a lot on the show because okay. a lot of his stuff is just super contrary to what other people have done. And a lot of it was like almost prophetic. Yeah. Because he, uh, he did one movie called Perfect, or no, it's, um, no, yeah, it was Perfect Blue. Um, okay. That sounds familiar, but, but I definitely haven't seen it. A lot of the themes in there, you're like, oh my God. It's more of like talking about online, but it applies so much to social okay. media. And it was like way before that even happened. And you're Interesting. Like, you're like, holy shit, this is crazy. Huh. But it's because he had like a masterful way of getting down to like w- how humans are. Right. And when you do that, it, it it's going to apply forever. You know, people are, are this way. That's kind of the down thing, to the core of it. right? It's like well, Star Wars, right? Like, it, if it was, like, the Mandalorian wouldn't be the Mandalorian if there wasn't Din Djarin right. as like a humanoid main character. Like, we stop resonating with things at a certain level. Like, the Land Before Time only hits when we're four because we don't have, like, we haven't grown as humans <laughs> to try to grapple with human emotion and human dilemma and existential qualms and all this shit. So I think that's what I think that's probably what Miyazaki is getting at, right? Is like when like when anime completely leaves the realm of like it, it like it just it gets so esoteric that you can't like th- this is not a problem that humans will ever have to grapple with even on like the character development level. And I can't think of a specific example. Uh well, maybe yeah. I can. Okay, uh with the bit like um Kantaro Sweet Tooth Salaryman. Like, <laughs> just com- <laughs> it's just never anything that is gonna happen. Yeah, it's like not plausible. It's like not a thing that we would really struggle with. Right. Which and a lot of anime sometimes they do have like a 
it's like an allegory, you know? Where yeah. It's like, okay, what's well, this really saying? It's not literally like this big old monster. Like maybe that big monster was like self doubt or something. Yeah. Or, or they defeat the, their self doubt. The inability to be selfless. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like selfishness. Uh, Sword Art Online is getting painfully looking like it could be reality at some point. Oh, yeah. Um, for sure. In a cool way, because I love VR. But uh, <laughs> like uh, the, um, Kirito, the whole show is just like, it's that I think it's the the perennial issue that most narratives deal with, which is, I have to do this on my own. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so and then it's like by the end of the episode, it's like, oh, we ended up pulling through as a team. I need but my I, friends. Yeah. yeah. Like, Ugh. Av- Avatar deals with that quite a bit, actually. <laughs> um, but, but I mean, it's the formula. Yeah. It's like how it is. It's 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 a what do they call it? A trope. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. It's a the the hero's journey the, the if i if i can't do this on my own do i have any value yeah that's yeah. like the whole thing man for sure uh well, we we talked about uh maybe playing a track of yours on the uh show man we didn't talk about what specific one uh we would play but what do you feel like uh playing for the people listening yeah well just based on our conversation i've been thinking about this um i put the the first song i released as pretty well uh the project that i do is called better off this way and it I think it's a really good like wedding stone for <laughs> or, or or palate cleanser for like jumping into my music if somebody was going to. It's it's one of the most emotional songs I've written for like very uh like it, w- it was the first song that manifested itself out of me from just like being in the emo zone. <laughs> that's that's the best way right to put on, it. Man. Yeah. Yeah, well let's check it out real quick. Sweet. <laughs> Great. 
All right, man. I appreciate you uh, letting us play one of your tracks on here, man. Yeah, totally. Um, well, you, uh, like I mentioned earlier, you had Chase Kirby on your show, and you do a mm-hmm. podcast as well, right? Yeah, I do. Um, it's called The Pen, The Sword, and it's only called that because the pen and the sword was, right. <laughs> was uh, taken by like, oh, a, like a military taken. podcast. So I conceptualized this name for a blog when I was in like early high school and blogging was like the shit. Right. So I even <laughs> made a future. I made a logo of like a big ballpoint pen, like the, like the cap of it, that iconic pen, yeah, yeah. like pen cap with a sword coming out of it. That's pimp. Yeah. And I wanted, I, I wanted to make that my blog. And then, um, I like, finally I, I acquired the things to do a podcast and I had been interested. I'd been listening to podcasts forever. I had a desk job. Uh, so then, right. <laughs> uh, I was like, I want to do that. I'll take that name because I think it it speaks to what I want to do with this as well, which is um, talk about creativity and and the philosophical drive behind it. But what makes different people tick when they're making things, whether that's, you know, stand-up comedy or music or visual art or being a scientist. I mean, there's got to be creative energy behind that. Um, just to form a hypothesis, there, there's creativity inherent in that. So I'm always interested in, in digging into people's minds and maybe retrofitting my own creativity with um, the inspiration I draw from that. So it's been cool. I, I mean, it really, I, I kicked myself in the ass to do it when COVID hit because I had been, had I had the opportunity to get acquainted with this city and suddenly I didn't anymore because everything was yeah. closed. And Man, that's such a bummer. Couldn't see anybody. I'd made a few great friends, but I was kind of locked away. So it was just me in my house. And I thought, I'm going to do this podcast and I can get on Zoom and talk with cool people. And that'll pass some of the time until I crack a few white claws and <laughs> and and uh, claw myself to sleep. That's right. <laughs> ain't, no, ain't no laws when you got the claws. That's right. Except for stay at home and oh, stay yeah, safe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wear, wear, wear a mask and wash your hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, th- those laws stay <laughs> intact. I'm looking at you, party goers. You can wash your hands with the white claw, actually. It has alcohol it, in it. That's true. There you go. Is it, hydrating and and <laughs> imbibing at the same time. That's it, just efficient. That's Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> it took, it took uh, however many years of the developed world to come up with the concept to end all concepts. <laughs> But yeah, so I, um, yeah, Chase came on the podcast. Uh, I I was aware of him uh, because of his time on The Voice, and um, I had heard rumblings of the fact that he was in the Paseo, and I had no clue. <laughs> and so um, I reached out to him, and uh, turned out we had a lot in common in our musical upbringing. So it was yeah, cool. He's a good dude, man. Friend of the show, we had him on. Did an episode about I think about Oasis. We talked about. Oh. Because I know he's a big fan of Oasis, and I've been wanting to do an episode on them. So interesting. But he's a good dude. We're big, fa- big Chase Kirby fans here. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, in the Hotel Nights project. He's yeah, doing right now. Shout out to that. Hitting. It's awesome, man. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm a fan. Yeah. I'd like to see it live for sure. <laughs> that's man. That's like the thing I'm looking forward to most. Live music. It's just like <laughs> been such a bummer for this. Well, I got to play the uh, first Friday. They did, I saw that. They did you, a light you talked first about Friday. That on the, you talked about that on the podcast, I think. Yeah. On your episode. It was, um, it was cool. It was, it was really nice that, like, I was, th- I've had a couple of opportunities to play music in front of people since this all went down, and my hesitancy, and the thing I've said, I'm like, look, I'm fine with doing this, 
I'm going to do what I can to be socially distant, and that's easy when you're away from people with a microphone or whatever. Right, yeah. But if I'm part of a group of people facilitating people just, like, conglomerating and breathing on each other and being negligent, I don't want any part of it. Right. So um, for pretty much everything I've been a part of that has been something that's been paid heavy attention to and, and something I actually really respect the, the Paseo community for because – they give attention to it. Right. Um, and then at this point, I think that everything we're going through has become such normalcy that everybody who came to the first Friday walk was, I mean, it's not like, I mean, you'd seen it before. It was like hundreds of people just lining the sidewalks. It wasn't like that, you know, scattered couples walking around, everybody masked up, uh, people going in uh, only a certain number at a time into galleries with masks on. Uh, everybody had um sanitizer i couldn't think of that word <laughs> for those of you listening i'm just i'm gesturing with my hand you're, I'd like <laughs> you were crying it was a cry for help and i couldn't <laughs> help like, you i'm sorry tell me <laughs> i need alpha brain uh, <laughs> um so but it was cool and and uh yeah i mean like people would stop at the statue and kind of sit apart and appreciate and you know chat with me and and uh it for a moment everything felt cool again <laughs> so it wasn't the same, but same, same, but different. How about that? Yeah, <laughs> We're same, same, but, but different. different. <laughs> <laughs> That's great, man. I'm glad you got to play at least a little bit like yeah. while you're here. And you, I saw you get to play Scissor Tail a little while back, I thought. Uh, that was, was that Chase, I think. Was that Chase? Yeah. Oh, that, yeah. oh, the one you're talking about, sorry, you're right, is the Paseo. Yeah. And you guys talked about in your show. That's what it was. That's right. Yeah, I did. Um, I, w I went with Literati Press Very and, cool. and uh, Poetic City which is a cool group of folks doing cool shit. Yeah, that's awesome, uh, man. Uh, what else are you working on music-wise, man? Like, be looking to, can we be looking for anything you're putting out anytime soon? Are you just kind of writing right now? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I've actually almost got a full-length album written. So it's at the point where I'm, like, refining things, and I've really, it's about putting it on wax now. Um, it's it's about being not being lazy or at least, fundraising to the extent that I can get in an actual studio and not do, um, uh, what's that song called? The, the shark. <laughs> Take no shark eyes. Take no shark eyes. <laughs> Cause yeah. I made that in my bedroom and it's very, it's like it's abundantly clear that I did. Oh, that just sounds pretty um, good. Though, well, I thank thought. you. Yeah. yeah. I, I've spent enough time in studios and know, yeah, yeah, like I, I'm emulating stuff I've watched other people do, right and now. I have the requisite equipment to at least do a semi-professional sounding version of it. Right. But, when I listen to it, I'm like, oh, man, yeah. this is... Well, I'm sure that's how a true artist... Even shit that I've done <laughs> in, like, studio studios, I'm like, oh, my God, I can't <laughs> believe I put this out for people to listen to. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so it's, you know, I either got to make the decision to... I found a couple of studios in Oklahoma City that I'd really like to work in. Um, Samantha Crane. Yep. Uh, Shout her Sam Crane. Oh, she's the fucking coolest person. Yeah, she's great. Amazing. Have you had her on the podcast? I haven't, man. I don't know her. I just know her music, and I know her from just yeah uh, the area. Yeah, <laughs> just pe from people that I know that know her. She is super sweet and incredibly talented, of course. Um, but man, uh, the studio that she did her record in is in Oklahoma City, and it Very looks cool. it looks like a place I might want to okay, do some yeah, work in. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, and work with a producer again because I I really could use the yeah. other ears. So yeah, we've had a couple people on that have cut some records. So cool. We'll definitely need to. 
I can we can ask around. And see. Yeah. No, that, I'm I'm looking for not like the 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 cheapest price I can find, but obviously value. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and for sure. on, balling on a budget. Bang for your That's, buck. That was the when I was in the metal band, we could go to a studio and all invest like a certain amount, and it was cool. And then uh, that was actually awesome. And then now it's just me. You're and like, I've got like, it. If I go to a studio, <laughs> you know, I did this. I did this full band like emo EP that I recorded, and it was like a hundred fifty dollars a day to do. And I did it with a really great friend, but yeah. I don't want him to not get paid. Right. So I'm not gonna be like, hey man, you want to like give me like a day of yeah. you know? And then we, you know, we did live drums, so we had to go to another studio and do like that. That cost money. <laughs> the Valadon bucks were running out. Yeah, it was not. <laughs> It was, music is a fucking sub ideal hobby. <laughs> uh, if you're if you're not making a living, right? Like, you, you gotta yeah you gotta b- bring in the dollars if you want to like oh, it's, do the thing. It's and, definitely a pay to play. Yeah, which is the the model for everything from right. the very get go. Make no mistake, you're gonna be selling those pre sale oh, yeah. tickets for the rest of your fucking life <laughs> in new ways. For sure. For <laughs> yeah. sure. But yeah, so record probably dropping 2021. Very cool, man. Yeah, first LP. I've never put out a solo LP, so here it is. It's time. That'd be dope. Yeah. It's going to be good. It's about goddamn time. It's about G-D-M-F time. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool, man. I really appreciate your time, brother, and coming through. Why don't you tell people where they can keep up with your music, find you online, all that good stuff. Yeah, uh, so you can find me on Instagram, at Zach Valadon, Twitter, at Vachary Zaladon. I'm on Facibook. I'm on... <laughs> Uh, I'm on Spotify and Apple Music and Tidal and all those good things. That you can find me under pretty well because you probably can't spell my last name. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that that's about it. Pretty well. Oh, there's a. I'm I'm actually gonna be an original content creator for an app called Stereo. Oh, dope. Yeah, coming out. It's it drops on the 27th of this month, and cool. I'm probably gonna be officially announcing that over the next couple of days on social media. But cool when uh, get the when inside that's scoop out. here. Yeah, get on stereo. It's the it's a cool concept. Um, I'm gonna be actually doing like a couple of shows on there, podcast esque. So oh, cool. it'd be yeah. Uh, one's gonna be just like free advice. It's gonna be called where people can connect with me on it and then tell me about their problems, and then I can give them advice. And it's all <laughs> it's all on the <laughs> that's waves. Dope. Yeah, it's. I think it's made by the guy who made Bumble. So. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, it's it's a trip. <laughs> I'll tell you more about it. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's cool, man. Sweet, uh, but yeah, that's that's where you can find me. Very cool, man. Uh, well, again, <laughs> we appreciate you, man. Dude, thank you for having me. This is a blast. This yeah. is like, I'm I'm just I'm loving it. <laughs> I know. Yeah, the little setup is a little. Yeah, extra, it's it's cool in here. <laughs> we're 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 in uptown Oklahoma City, having a great time. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sitting, it's funny because like we don't do the video, we don't do video on here, but it's like yeah, we're just sitting on opposite sides of this big ass couch. Yeah, we're we're socially <laughs> distant. Yeah, yeah, we'll put that. We have to put that in the notes because people get it twisted. Oh yeah, well, I'll, yeah. there's a lot of people that wanna. I don't know, they they don't want to square up, but they, they want to square up. Yeah. You know, and I'm mean, like, hey, it's the keyboard courage for yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm being careful, but yeah. like we're all, you know. This is a hard time for everybody to navigate. It would help every... This is just a PSA to everybody before I go. All right, here we go. Stop being a fucking asshole on the internet. That's it. That's it. Don't be the underside of a man. Don't yeah. be a dick or an asshole. You're, you're never going to win people over to your side of thinking by being a dick. That's right. Kaboom. <laughs> I'm Zach Valadon, and I approve this message. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> uh, well, as always, guys, you can listen to us on uh, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. That's Tunes Tunes Podcast. 
T-U-N-E-S slash T-O-O-N-S. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter. Uh, keep up with us, man. We're going to be putting out more episodes. I know I've been gone for a minute, but we're back in this bitch like a fetus. <laughs> I'm going to be listening. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you guys next time.